It's time for Last Call of the 1420 Sports Bar. Wind down your weekend as we discuss issues in the world of sports. Take a look back at the week that was and look ahead to some games of the upcoming week. Get a couple more at the bar and let's get into a little Last Call. Welcome to the last call, the 1420 Sports Bar, brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. I'm joined to once again, we got together with the baseball tour earlier on uh, in the spring here. We're joined once again by Captain Lou, Lou Gamble of the the, uh, Captain Lou Extravaganza, another great show on the Belly Up uh, Network of Shows. Lou, my friend, how are you doing tonight, my friend? You, You got the Chiefs jersey sporting tonight. What's going on, man? Well, getting ready for hockey for the playoffs, best time of year if you're a hockey fan. I couldn't find the foil, but uh, getting ready to go. Tomorrow night it all starts, man, and there is going to be some great matchups. i tell you, to me, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be wide open like it always is for the Stanley Cup playoffs. The first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, for people who don't like hockey and don't understand hockey, I think they should tune in for the next week and a half mm-hmm. because the first round of the, of the Stanley Cup playoffs upsets galore, and it just goes on and on no matter what. And it's always great. Lou, what, what's your – like now you're wearing the – you brought the Hansons putting on the foil – What's your uh, your best your favorite part of the of the of the, the movie Slapshot? Uh, who's your favorite character and the like? What's going on with the Slapshot? Well, you know, I I got to go with actually I I probably got to go with uh, Paul Newman's character Reg. You know, I mean, he he's the catalyst behind it. Obviously, love the Hanson brothers and uh, just love that whole movie in general. I, I'm probably gonna have to watch it this week. I'll have plenty of time to do that. But it's just a great throwback movie. You know, back to when you know back without the helmets and the whole bit you know minor league hockey is so much fun to watch too i really just really enjoy the movie yeah i, I remember playing playing junior hockey riding the buses around western canada there <laughs> and you, you watch slap we watch slap shot like almost every road trip it's crazy the the <laughs> handsome billy charles boy from moose jaw saskatchewan that one always made me laugh too uh and it was getting to the national hockey League. the season ended on i think it was friday night there were some games mm-hmm. of consequences not up to the bit around the second night of the season when it all kind of the playoff seedings all matched up. Uh, Lou, it's been a, it's been a wild season. A lot of uh, games going on here and there. But what's been your biggest surprise of, of the season uh, to the end to the end of it? And then your biggest disappointment? Like, what team did you go? Like, how the heck did they were they so bad this season? Well, you know, obviously in my mind, it, it, the biggest surprise positive has got to be the Devils. I, who would have thought they would went from sixty three points to one hundred and twelve? Or uh, yeah, one hundred and twelve points. I mean. Jack Hughes has been a breakout star for him. Uh, Vanasek and goal. Uh, right now, they're in position to you know, possibly make a run. Obviously, they've got that big opening round matchup with the Rangers, uh, but I didn't see it coming. I thought they were going to be maybe battling for a playoff spot you know, around the ninth or 10th seed in the uh, Eastern Conference, and look at them. Uh, just had a hell of a season, and right now, the, you know, I just love the style of play and they're young. They kind of remind me a little bit of the late eighties Detroit Red Wings when they were first coming out the scene after a lot of years of disappointment, you know? And so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see what they've got in the playoffs on the other side, I, you know, a couple of teams, but I'm going to go with Calgary. Um, oh. You know, Markstrom, I thought had a very disappointing year in goal. I just, with the firepower they had, you know, I got to be honest with you, Brent. I thought I had them pegged at least to go to the final four this year and to stand the cup before the season started. No way did I see him playing this bad, missing the playoffs altogether. 
you know, Lou, last, like, I, I'm uh, obviously, I'm, I'm Calgary-centric a little bit here. I'm not a Calgary Flames fan by any means, but uh, last year when they when they lost, they lost Kachuk and they, they lost Goudreau at uh, yep. some different circumstances when, when Goudreau did, did the Flames a little bit dirty. And then Kachuk said, well, you know what, I, I'm leaving too, so you might as well trade me. I thought that was a, a, a big blow for the Flames, but then when, when the G, GM... Living made those deals and got went out and got Kadri and the, the trade he, he got mm-hmm. to get Huberto. I thought, man, this guy's going to be up for uh, for executive of the year in Calgary because I thought that that trade that he made was going to yeah. put them over the top and maybe to be a, a, a lot better hockey team than they than they were at the end of last season when they lost to the uh, Oilers in the second round, the Battle of Alberta. But I thought that that hockey team underachieved all year long, and I don't mm-hmm. know what it was because I still think it's not that Daryl Sutter it, it became a the past 12 I came around that way and you don't know if it's just the the age of the players and everything else that's going on you just wonder how it happened and how, what happened in Calgary but yeah I agree with you that Calgary team they, they were a huge disappointment uh, throughout the, the National Hockey League and and you, you talk about you talk about Hughes in New Jersey and I agree with you 100% that he he had the kind of year that if, if McDavid didn't have the year that he had he'd be up for the for, uh, for a heart trophy because that wow. kid is uh, he uh, I don't know I don't know where, where the DNA comes from with that Hughes family because they, they keep <laughs> <laughs> hopping up all over the National Hockey League, but that Hughes, that Hughes family, that Hughes kid in, in Jersey, he's something else. Boy, he sure is. You know, it's funny you mentioned the family DNA. You know, it reminds me a little bit of the Miller family back in the 80s and 90s, but I think these these young men are better. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be fun to watch them play in the tournament. Now we'll see how they handle the pressure and the spotlight, that being the Devils. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment, but it's – uh you know, I love the play of the Devils. I'm not a big Devils fan, but, you know, I like good hockey, and they played it. And that's the thing. Everybody's so used to the Devils of the 90s there, where the, the left wing lock, the neutral zone trap, and <laughs> they had the defense of Niedermeyer and oh. and uh, and Scott Stevens, and they had Brodeur and that who were just, if the puck came in their zone, they'd block out, he'd shoot it down himself. And people for, people seem to be set on that that Devils way of hockey that it was back then was so successful in the 90s. And that's, I kind of compare the, uh, the Devils to the the Baltimore Ravens, how the Baltimore Ravens their their defensive style was the big the big thing. Mm-hmm. The Devils kind of played that same way way of hockey. And they won three championships back in the nineties, and they were they were quite successful. But this this Devils team flies a little bit because you can't play that game anymore. And the way that Devils team can skate, and it's gonna be I think it's gonna be one of the best series of the opening round with that battle of the Hudson with 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 the Rangers. I I, I don't even think the uh, the players uh, dislike each each other as much as the fan bases do. No. No, I, and I kind of think that's true in a lot of cases in all of pro sports now. I mean, we could spend a whole show talking about that. Um, I, you know, I what the Devils did to the Red Wings back in '95 when it looked like you know Detroit won the uh, President's Cup and going in there, I thought I thought they're going to blow away New Jersey and they got swept. That hit me right between the eyes, you know, and I still have a bad taste in my mouth about them. But I love Marty Brodeur. I love a good goalie play. But, yeah, I agree with you on the style of play for the Devils. And uh, you, you have to be a little more wide open now. 
Well, that, and that's the thing, Lou, is you, you watch these, these teams now and, the, and these kids. And I got, I mean, we're, we're both getting a little bit up there in age, I guess. And <laughs> we, you, you, you call them kids and the way, the way that these kids can skate nowadays is oh. to a man. And it, it, the game is so much faster. And the way that they can, like every kid, every player, they have to be able to skate in this league. Because if you, you can't have a fourth line guy who can just bump and grind and dump it in now nowadays and guys who can who are just there to, to maybe drop the, the mitts once in a while I, I do miss that part of the game a little bit uh the, the rough and tumble style like the not not so much the Hanson the Hanson brothers right, style right. of hockey but but the way I, I I do miss that style of play a little bit because but now the way the way these kids can skate it's unbelievable oh it is you know and and it's like every other sport bigger faster stronger you know talk to some of the ACHA coaches and the days of having a five foot nine goalie or you know a five foot ten uh, defenseman when you've got a guy six five barreling down on you, those days are long gone. And those guys not only are big, but boy, they they are so smooth on the ice. It's it's it is something to behold. That's one conversation. Like I'm an old goalie for myself, but playing in the, uh, the Alberta Junior League and everything else. Uh, and and now that I don't know if the goalies are like they're they're better, obviously, but I don't know if the goalies are as skilled. Because the, the, you, the, they're so big now in comparison. Like every goalie, six four, six five. Yeah. We'll talk about Vasilevsky in a second. But you right. look at these goalies now; they, they're just the big, great, big dudes who play the same way. They play the same position. There's not much style like there was back in the the '80s and the '90s. Like they're they're better, and the equipment's different a lot. But these guys who who play goal nowadays are a lot different. Oh, hundred percent. You know, they're more in the butter. You know, in the in the down position. You know, they used to teach back in the day. You stand up. You know, and now that's why they, you know, from what I've heard and what I've watched, you know, they, you want the guys that can, you know, that have that frame that can get up and still cover the net. And you're right, I, I agree with you 100. percent You know, I don't think they're. I mean, yeah, like you said, they're a little better, but skill wise, I don't think it's much better. No, like they're they're just big. Like I, it seems yeah. to me like there's there's not a lot of Bill Ranford guys out there, and there's a lot of guys that yeah. pucks hit him because they're big. It's a lot different. We can talk <laughs> goaltending for until I'm, I, I I will talk blue, goaltending blue in the face. But um, the hammer came down earlier on this week. They the the, the Penguins they disappointing end of their season. They have Sidney Crosby. They still have Evgeny Malkin. But the day after the season was done, actually they pretty much I, I think the decision was made the night they lost mm-hmm. Chicago uh, earlier on last week. I think it was on Wednesday night. They had to win two hockey games to make the playoffs and they had to win two hockey games against teams that didn't want to win hockey games in the in the in uh, the, the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets and Chicago Blackhawks two teams were in the race for Connor Bedard for the for that for that draft pick <laughs> and they and the Penguins lost both those hockey games to two teams that didn't want to win the, the Penguins went out and made the trade or the, the changes they got rid of Hexall as, as the GM yeah. they got rid of Brian Burke whatever his position was Brian Burke one of the most overrated guys in hockey in my opinion we can get into that if you want to no but I agree with Changes with the pens are happening. Lou, do you, do you ever see the that maybe Sidney Crosby might go to the Penguins or the Penguins might go to Crosby say, uh, this isn't going to work and I still have a little bit of hockey left in me? Well, I got to tell you, I think a lot's going to come down to what they do in the offseason because, you know, I look at you know, they signed Malkin to that long deal. I mean, he's still going to count six and a half million against the cap for the next four years, if I'm not mistaken. And I was listening to a couple of shows over the weekend saying how, and I watched the press conference and boy, it sounds like they're going to try to win now, but I, you know, they're an old team, you know, I mean, next year they're going to try to make one last run, but if they're going to do that, Brent, the first thing they got to do is get a goaltender. Now, Jari, if I'm a betting man, which I am, 
I don't think he's coming back. He's an unrestricted free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Someone's going to overpay for him because there's a lack of goaltending around the league. Well, yeah, but it's not. I don't think it's going to be the Penguins. You know, yeah, we, no, yeah. yeah. If we're Detroit, as much as I like the guy, you know, we'll give him Nedeljkovic. You know, <laughs> they could probably get him as a stopgap. But you know, and I and I hear comparisons to when the Red Wings playoff streak got snapped, but. Brent, this piss or I'm sorry, this Penguins team is not like what the Red Wings team was. They, they, to me, they've got Gunzel, Latang, Dumoulin. I mean, the list goes on and on. They've got the talent. I don't know if they, if it was really the goaltending and that's it. But I, you know, I think they're still in a win now mode. And but to your point about Crosby, I got a feeling that if they don't do anything to, you know, whatever they can do to strengthen it to make a run. After next year, I could see him going and say, "Hey, fellas, you know it's time. It's time for me to move on." And he, you know, he may do it. You know. Well, and the thing is, is he has a manageable contract for a lot of yeah. hockey teams at that eight point seven million bucks. Like he's he's quite underpaid for, and he's still a he's still a, a great hockey player with a competitive spirit and everything else. I think that he he might go. You know what? I'm 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 just as I don't want to go the wayside like uh, Jonathan Taves did. Uh, Taves yeah. a different situation, obviously with the long COVID and the way he's not able to 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 make it go anymore. But he's uh, I think he's just as or or better than Patrick Kane who is yeah. with the Rangers, who's unrestricted. He's gonna get, like I don't think Kane's gonna get a ten million dollar contract, but he'll get a three years probably at six or seven. Right. But you can get a Crosby at that kind of money already. Why wouldn't you? And then uh, and then make maybe make Pittsburgh pay a little bit of that, bit of that dough because salary cap is tough to do. And like you said, with Detroit, it's a lot different because there, there was no cap back then when they were, they were able to make deals and wheel and deal and get guys here and there. Yeah. I don't know what, what like what because Crosby is such a competitive guy and the way he's been, been so great for so long and like for to make the playoffs 16 years in a row. And then this year make to, to lose out, man. And, and especially when they, like you said, they're in, they're in win now mode somehow yeah. and they just didn't do it. Like that's like, we could have, we could have talked about that for a disappointment, disappointing teams as well. Right. The Pittsburgh Penguins were a disappointing team to me. Like when you when you have two of the top guys to ever play the game on your team that are still producing, because I think they both played 81, 82 games this year. Like they didn't yeah. miss out. And to 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 not make the playoffs with with those two guys on your team and an aging Latang who's still serviceable, that Penguins team with Brian Burke. I like I don't know what this love affair with Brian Burke the National wow. Hockey League has because the only time he's ever actually won Lou, and you'll probably remember this for sure, but was when they had in Anaheim. Time, but they had two guys by the name of uh, Niedermeyer and Pronger on defense. Yeah. I mean, I could have coached that, that team and, and, won, uh -huh. and or GM that team and won, won myself a Stanley Cup. I don't know what the love affair with Brian Burke really is. I don't know if they just got his name to put fannies in the seats. But yeah, and the crazy thing is, Brent, he'll be he'll be on TSN or wherever tomorrow somewhere yeah. commentating on the play, or he'll be they'll get him on uh, the Hockey Network uh, here in the states. You know, and I'm with you. I never understood it. The guy puts his foot in his mouth more often than not. You know, and getting back to Crosby, he's got after this next year, he'll have one year left on his contract. And you know, he could. You know, if they don't do anything, you know, he, it, I, in my opinion, he would be easy to trade because a lot of these teams that are close would love to have him, not only to put butts in the seats because the guy's still going to be skilled. He could still get you a hundred points. And, uh, you know, I just think that Pittsburgh, if they're not in win now mode next year, then they're going to have to blow it up. But I still think they got enough talent to get back into playoffs. And if they could pick up a good goaltender somehow in the offseason, you know, who knows? Uh, you know, they can get back into contention. 
Yeah, no, like it's 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 odd to me that you have that kind of a talent. Like, and I just think like I I just like this one kind of near and dear to my heart here because like you know, Captain Canada, the Golden Goal, and everything else, and yeah. and he still plays hard. You know, and it's and, and the, he's not Sid the King, or he still plays hard. And I can't I can't see why a team wouldn't go out there and get him. And and the the, the win now mode. And I I always Lou and I think about this a lot when teams think they're close, they're usually not. Yeah, you know, it it seems like you have a guy here, a guy here, but the, who are those guys? Like every, every, everybody wants the the next Kale McCarr. Well, that's a once in a lifetime talent. Everybody wants this guy, and then right. like a t- teams that that think that they're going to build around a uh, when they think they're, they're going to build a guy around a guy like Bedard, who who might like you're hoping that a kid, a kid who hasn't played a game in the National Hockey League, when you're yeah. hoping a kid might be the difference for your team, you're so far away, you you don't know what's going on. Well, and that's been the talk for a while with Detroit. You know, with Eiserman coming in. They're building a little slower and stockpiling the picks, but no, I 100% agree with you. And I just I, I I look at this Pittsburgh team again, and I think you know this is you know I don't want I don't want to use the comparisons to Detroit because when Detroit finally lost their run in 2015 or 2016, yeah. they didn't have the talent that Pittsburgh had, and you know and 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 they they were strapped with some bad contracts with guys that had no business getting those contracts. And I, I look at Pittsburgh's roster and I see they don't have as many of those expiring car, those bad contracts to me that Detroit had seven, eight years ago. But uh, you know, I, I'm with you on Crosby. You know, I didn't like him early on because, you know, didn't like his attitude. And of course the rivalry with Detroit back yeah. uh, 13 years ago, but I, you know, it's like you anybody let that else rival. He, he, <laughs> He, I respect his play. You know, the guy is a whiz and Hall of Famer, three cups. I mean, how can you not like it? You yeah. know, and oh, yeah, I, it's one of those things. You know, you'd love to have him on your team, but you know, when he's not on your team, boy, you love to hate him sometimes. It's funny. Lou, the Stanley Cup playoffs get going tomorrow, and they, we got some doozy matchups, right? Like most games, like the, there's one series that I don't have a, a dog in a fight or a horse in a race whatsoever, and that's that's the uh, Dallas Minnesota. I mean, it's a franchise, two two franchises that do, that kind of mirror each other a little bit because mm-hmm. obviously Dallas is is the old Minnesota North Stars, but that's one I've never, I've never, I don't think I've watched three Minnesota wild games in my life. I cannot sink my teeth into that franchise. And I don't, and it's nothing to do with against Minnesota. I've been there. It's a great, great place. I oh, can, yeah. I cannot sink my teeth into Minnesota wild hockey games. I don't know what it is. Well, I, you, I, I don't know how many Dallas stars games I watched this year. Yeah, there you, know? you go. <laughs> and I just, I, boy, they seem to be the sexy pick to go a long ways Dallas, yeah. you know? And I, and again, I'm, I'm, I have to plead ignorance on them as well. I've, you know, I've watched more of the maybe what you would call the uh, uh, sexier teams like Edmonton and, you know, obviously Vegas and, yeah. uh, you know, and of course the East Coast teams, which, you know, that's where Detroit plays. I've watched more of them, but I'm with you on that one. I, you know, I've got Dallas winning the series, but, it, you know, it, would be, it wouldn't surprise me if Minnesota pulls off the upset. I, there's there's a couple of matchups that really that I'm really intrigued by, and one is the Tor- Toronto Maple Leafs Tampa oh. series. They met three times in a row. That's one that I'm really intrigued by a lot because I, I actually think that this year I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are actually going to pull this one off. Yeah. Uh, they 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 they've been poisoned to do this for it. Well, they haven't won a, a playoff round since 2004, I think it is. But <laughs> they they built this team. They spent a lot of money. They got some guys who can put the puck in the net. I don't know if their defense is as good. Uh, uh, 
they just they just don't have that guy and goaltending is there, but that's one series that, that might be a, a pickup. Um, the only thing that might hold the Leafs back from getting past that first round, which they've been trying to do, this is the third time in a row that they, they faced uh, Tampa, I think it is, but there's the COVID years and the bubble years. I don't really know how much those yeah. actually count, but um, if the Leafs don't get Vasilevsky, I think that oh. they can win that series in about five, in about five games. You know, it's funny as I heard a stat yesterday on the NHL network on uh, Sirius XM. There are, I want to say, that of the 16 teams that are in the first, uh, in the playoffs, 11 of them, or there's 11 goalies with a combined 16 playoff games, Stanley Cup playoff games of yeah. experience. And I think Samsonov has four or five. And I think that's one of the X factors. Vasilevsky, you know, what else can you say about him? He's if not the best goalie on the planet, he's in the top too. And, you know, I, another thing, though, on Tampa's side, I think they're going to miss Ryan McDonough, who's, you know, not with them anymore on the defensive yeah. side. And I know they've got Corey Perry, an X-Factor in this series. But, you know, I, I just I, – I think Tampa's going to need Vasilevsky to be about like 930 save percentage to win it for him. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. But, boy, I tell you, I agree with you. I finally think this is going to be Toronto's year. I think Marner and Matthews, uh, I think they're finally going to be able to solve Tampa and solve that first-round uh, roadblock. Yeah, it's been it's been a it's been crazy. My my in laws they're they're huge Leafs fans, so they they were like <laughs> when I got here tonight they were grilling me about what I, what my thoughts were, and then today I had some other people talking. And I think that the Leafs are actually going to pull it off this year. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to run juggernaut in Boston. We'll talk with them in a second. But the other one that that's intriguing to me is that Kings uh, Edmonton matchup. They they met up last year in the first round, went seven games. That one could have went either way. Uh, different goaltender in net this year for for the Kings. Jonathan Quick had a a great run last year. For, and well, throughout his career with the Kings, obviously, and that one went different. But McDavid, right now, to me, Lou, uh, yeah. he is on a different level altogether. And he sees like all season long, like we watch a lot of those games up here in Western Canada, and he's on all the time. And he just seems to be on a different level that that I haven't seen in a long time. And the way he's just going and going, and he got and then Drysaddle, who gets forgotten about, and he had himself a 125 point season. Mm -hmm. uh, that Oilers team, if, if they can get adequate goaltending above adequate goaltending yeah. with Stuart Skinner in net at the rookie in yeah. net man that Oilers seems to be tough to beat because that, that McDavid's on another level right now oh my god yeah 100 percent. you know and I think in that series Brent a lot of it's going to come you know I know injuries have hit everybody but you got a guy like Kevin Fiala who from what I read he was in a walking boot a couple of days ago I mean they don't have him that's going to be tough you know they've they've been banged up but I just I I'm with you on Edmonton. They're, they're so much fun to watch. You talk about youngsters that have really taken it to the next level. You mentioned it with those two. And, you know, I, I was thinking about first round series to watch that one. And of course you touched on it earlier, you know, the Hudson river rivalry. I mean, if only we could get the, the kind of series that they had back in 94, when the Rangers won the cup, you know, the Messier guarantee. Yeah. Oh. These, the people probably, there's people that, that, uh, that listen to this right now that don't even know that 94 even existed or what, what that, that Mark Messier was even a player, right? That's funny. It's oh, funny how, yeah. Cause that's, that's 30 years ago. All of a sudden it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy how time flies like that with the national hockey league and those, those, those legends. Yeah. That was a great series back then. And Marty Brodeur, man, like he was, he was such a good goaltender. For, oh for the my gosh. You know, you know, Richter, you name it, you know, and getting back to Edmonton, I, I'm kind of rooting for him because, you know, I, 
I love Steve Eiserman. Don't get me wrong. I think yeah. he's doing great with Detroit. But Kenny Holland, to me, is, you know, he kind of got a bum rap for what he did towards the end. I mean, maybe some of it was deserved here in Detroit. But not only did he put together a cup team before the salary cap, but he was able to get one done after in 2008. And, you know, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that, some that he doesn't get. Obviously, they had an unbelievable roster for 15, 16 years. But yeah. I, I, part of me is really rooting for Edmonton for him to, to make a deep run in the, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, maybe get another ring, you know, with the Oilers. Lou, like the Bruins went on unprecedented run, 60, uh, 64 wins. I think they finished with it. Whatever, yeah. like anything over 50 is unbelievable. <laughs> um, like, do, do you think that that team, I mean, 2011 is a long time ago when they won that cup against mm-hmm. Vancouver um, with the Brian Burke team uh, that didn't, once again, didn't do anything because, you know, second's the first loser. Um, do you think that this Bruins team can can just keep going? Because they they have some goaltending, they have the leadership, they got some young young legs, and there, there's a reason why you win 64 games. Lou, Lou right. do you think that that Bruins team is just destined to win this thing? Boy, you know, I don't. I, I wouldn't be so obviously. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They remind me a lot, and I hate to keep referring to the Red Wings, but they remind yeah. me a lot of the 2002 team that was loaded, and you know, but. That 2002 Detroit team, I remember they lost the first two games of the opening round series at home to Vancouver. And it was like, oh, my God, we're going to be another President's Cup team that gets bounced in the opening round. But um, I, as crazy as it sounds, I think they can. But ultimately, I don't have them picked to win the Cup. So I I just – again, to me, Brent, the, the goaltending is going to be an issue, and I don't know – they've done great. But I just I don't know if if they can hold if it can hold up in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean they've got Pasternak, Marchant. You know the list goes. You can go down the list of talent. They've had an unbelievable year and they're quote unquote getting healthy. But yeah, I mean they could they win it? Sure. I just don't know if they're gonna. Yeah, there's a reason why they only have the one and all those like those great players you mentioned. There's, there's only one for a reason. Now those guys are a little, little longer in tooth. I yeah. think that they're going to have a, a little bit of a, a tough series with. I don't. I don't think Florida's going to win, and because Florida's no. had a, a, a kind of a weird year with Paul Maurice under the helm the yeah. first year, and Paul Maurice something was guy one of those guys. He's never really won anything. If you go back to Hartford Whalers days, that's 30 years ago <laughs> that he didn't do anything there. Then he went to Winnipeg and hasn't really won a whole bunch. And how he how he keeps finding himself jobs over the years, I'm not quite yeah. sure with with him. But it's one of those odd things that. Once you get into the hockey fraternity, you don't get to leave. But I, 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 I just don't know if the Bru- that Bruins team, and I, and I don't know what it is. I just don't think they're going to going to win the Stanley Cup. Will they win the first round? Probably. Yeah. Uh, will Will they beat the Leafs if the Leafs get the second round? You would have to think so because that's just what the Leafs and the, and the Bruins do. That's just how, how it all that how, <laughs> that, that that's how it turns out. But there's just something about that team I don't like to get anywhere, and I I, don't, I, I can't I can't put a finger on it. They've had a nice run, a great run, but you know, like you, you talked about Presidents Cups, and I, I talked about it on a regular show with with fourteen twenty Dave that. Does anybody really care about a President's Cup? Because you get a President's Cup, do you put it on, on your on your in, on your mantle or on your fireplace? Because yeah, we got a President's Cup. Probably not. Like, you know, it, it, mean, it, mean, it means so little. It does nowadays. And you know, I remember back in the day when they were giving it out, the, the players got to split two hundred thousand dollars between them. What is that for these guys? You know, nothing. that's nothing. You know, I mean, they get what fifteen thousand dollars a piece. That's that's a week's worth for a week's of work for. A lot of these guys, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, it's there. 
you know, they're going to have the target on their back and I don't know if they can handle it. And so, no, I, that's why I just, I don't see Boston making the run all the way into June. Yeah. I, 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 I want to be able to put my finger on it. I want to be the breaking news and I can't, I just don't know what it is. I want to be the guy that someone comes back. Brent and Lou said this, like what well, we didn't come up with. And I don't know what it is. I just don't have faith in it with the win of Stanley Cup. Uh, Lou, will wrap her up here. It's been a lot of fun here at Last yeah. Call. Thank you once again for joining us. But uh, before we get going here, give me your predictions of what, what's going to happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs and who's going to win the whole Mariana in your eyes. Well, I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm with you. I think Toronto is going to win their opening round series. And they are going to find another level of confidence. And I think they're going to beat Boston in the second round. And I think they're going to go all the way to the final. I think they're going to take care of business against the Rangers in the Eastern Conference final. I think they're going to beat the Devils, and then they're going to go on. I think they're going to beat the Hurricanes. Um, on the West, again, you know, my heart is going to go with Edmonton. I think they're going to go to the Western Conference finals. I think they're going to beat Vegas. Um, I, Vegas, I, I wouldn't even be so, – I I think they're going to dispatch of the Jets, in, you know, and then um, – but, uh, you know, I, I, and I think the Oilers are going to beat the Kings, but I think this is going to be the first time since 1989 when it was the Canadiens and the Flames. And I think, I think Toronto is going to be hoisting that cup for the first time since uh, 1966. They're going to win four games to two over Edmonton in the Stanley Cup in Finals. The Stanley Cup Finals. I'll have, I'll, I, I, I'm not sure if my, my in-laws are watching the other room next door. I'll have to tell Peter and James that, that, that that's uh, Captain Lou Extravaganza. That's his pick <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup. But no, I, Lou, I, I like that pick. I, I like the uh, I like the thought of the Oilers getting there. I'm going to to be the on the opposite side of you. I think the two, the two, the the two teams that you picked to go to the final are right there. It's been a long time, not since 90, 1993, since the uh, the Canadians beat the oh, the Los Angeles Kings yeah. on a uh, Marty McSorley illegal stick back then. Remember that one? <laughs> that, that's a lot. That, there's oh some good kids memory. out there, right there. But I think that this is going to be the year that you're going to see a couple Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I, I think the Rangers are going to go far. Uh, Colorado still still t- the team to beat, but they don't mm-hmm. have the goaltending. I I, no. I I just don't see it because. Um, once again, there's an old saying: "You show me a good goal, I'll show you a good coach." And I, I, I think that there's going to be a, a, a Calder or a, 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 an Edmonton Stanley Cup champion. And I think you're going to see a guy like Stuart Skinner being a long list of uh, goaltenders who are rookie goaltenders with their wow. name on the Conn Smythe Trophy because uh, it, it's going to take a, a, a gargantuan effort for him to be that guy. Everybody's yeah. expecting McDavid to be the guy, but I think Stuart Skinner is going to be the X factor to win a Stanley Cup for the Edmonton Oilers. And I got the Oilers winning the cup in about let's, let's hey why, why not go seven we'll drag it right into the middle of there july or the middle why of june not? let's do the oilers beating the leafs in seven games that's my pick oh my god this sounds like fun yeah i you know it i i just i like i said at the top i don't see the love affair with dallas and i just you know i, I just don't i i see toronto once they get that monkey off their back boy i think they're going to go on a run and toronto the city of toronto is going to go nuts the uh, brother-in-law, he was already talking about how much tickets would cost. I said, yeah, you better take out another mortgage, man. It's going to be something else to get to, even to get into the building. It's going to be something something to see. But, no, it's, oh, it it's going to be a lot of fun. It all gets going tomorrow night. There's a lot of great series that are happening. That first round, like I said, for people who, who uh, don't watch hockey, they, they don't know what they're missing in that first round. It sounds like a playoff because there's nothing quite like it. A lot of a lot of series go six, seven games, and it's uh, the drama night in, night out. And the and the, it's 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 nonstop from – like it's it's four o'clock, five o'clock here, Mountain Standard Time.
time, right, right on until midnight, basically for us. Uh, it, it's it's great drama. The, it, it just doesn't oh, yeah. stop. And that, there's nothing better than Stanley Cup playoffs round one. Can't wait, boys. Starting tomorrow night. It's uh, yeah, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be a great summer for playoff hockey. And uh, you know, I, I I have a feeling we're gonna see a new Stanley Cup champion. Lou, you got some stuff going on uh, surgery wise, and you're, you got yeah. some big plans for your show. Tell, fill us in what you got going on, what what your uh, what your plans are coming up with the Captain Luke Extravaganza. Well, yeah, you mentioned it. I'm going in to get my uh, foot uh, cleaned up. I've got some issues with it, uh, so I'm gonna my show. I'm not gonna have my show Wednesday night because that's surgery day. And uh, but starting next week uh, on Monday, we're gonna do three shows a week at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Nice. Uh, it's going to be a half hour to 40 minutes. And, you know, it's just going to be recapping what's going on. we got plenty to talk about with baseball, Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA, you name it. And uh, the draft coming up uh, a lot for the NFL. And, you know, it, it, it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's the Captain Lou Sports Network on YouTube. I invite you to uh, subscribe to it. And, Brent, maybe we can get you on one time in the morning and uh, talk a little sports. We'll talk some Stanley Cup and – We'll uh, see how well the baseball season's going for the both of us too. No, I got I got no problem with that. Louis, we're willing to help out and talk sports and just we'll end up talking more than that half hour. You want to talk about talk uh, for sure? Because it's uh, always a lot of fun talking. Thanks for coming on the you very bet. first uh, the very first last call. I appreciate it very much. Cause it's a little bit later there on a Sunday night, but we appreciate it very much for last call. Yeah, thanks very much, Lou. 1420 uh, last call brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeekTalk.com. Use promo code. 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today. And be sure to check out the Captain Luke Stravaganza and all the other shows on the Belly Up Network. Have a good night, Lou, and we'll talk to you again shortly, my friend. You bet. SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like Boomstick Lady. No free throw is safe from the roar of her sticks. SeatGeek helps her find a seat in the direct eye line of the shooter so she can sit where her boomsticks make the biggest boom. Everybody okay? SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more, so fans can fan. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.